Welcome to episode 63 of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi. I'm sitting across from Mandy Beaver. She is an integrative nutrition health coach, but she also refers to herself as a happiness and health coach. Welcome! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and first things first. I'm ready. To Mandy. To you, babe. Cheers. Cheers. I'm so excited. By the way, this is a um, mermaid lemonade from Greenlight Coffee. I haven't been there yet. I need to go. Oh my gosh, I go there all the time. Yeah, I need to go. It's the best. All right, so integrative nutrition health coach. Yes. Tell me what that is. Okay. So um, it's it's just a one-year certification, the health coach shenanigans itself. Um, The school is based out of New York, and so in the year-long program... We talk a lot about theories of nutrition because there's a million. Um, I know because it's like like if I have a random theory about nutrition, does it have to be like proven? Is it like a doctor? No. Okay. I mean, my <laughs> <laughs> my thought is no. I mean, most good nutrition theories do have a backing and and science and have research to support them and things like that. But ultimately, you could come up with anything that you thought sounded like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Write a book about it, or an ebook, or whatever, and publish yep. it. And someone is going to get into it and, and like it. Yes, uh, and that's really the thing about nutrition is they they say that nutrition is a fledgling science, mm-hmm. right? So, not every, no one thing works for everyone. I b- absolutely believe that. Yeah. So for me in my practice, I don't typically advocate for anything other than whole foods Mm -hmm. you know eat Mm -hmm. your veggies drink your water of course Um, basics i feel like yes that that tends to be the one thing that all different nutrition theories have in common Mm. is eat your vegetables yeah and drink water yeah (laughs) yeah i mean that's like the like uh, foundation of like eating well i would think yes i've had different clients who you know want to do like whole 30 or um I, th- I feel like that's the main one that that my clients have been interested in, and so or uh, like uh, allergy immune protocol mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. There's different things like that. I'm, I'm when um, you say that, I'm thinking like gluten free. Yes. Okay. Yes. It so the autoimmune protocol. That's what it's called. It uh, eliminates most of your top allergens, mm-hmm. with the purpose being to reduce inflammation in, in your body. Of course. So. Yeah, that, at any rate, what I was saying is that um, I don't choose ways of eating for my clients. Mm-hmm. I hold them accountable for the things that they choose. Okay, wow. So I, I help keep them honest and, and help them help them make it happen. Yes. And of course, if they're going to do something crazy, like have you heard of the HCG diet? No, what is that? Is that a new thing? No, no. Okay. It's been around for a long time, as far as I know, like 20 years plus. It's, um, it's the style of eating where you eat like 500 calories a day. How? Yeah, how? Exactly. I mean, it, it, if you're not going to be active at all, great. But I mean, just literally walking. It's not know. enough food for your brain. No. That's for sure. No. It's, it's just not. HCG. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. So HGC is... Um, the it's a naturally occurring 
hormone or whatever mm-hmm. in our body that causes us to grow and okay you know different things like that so. yeah but 500 calories so so say mm-hmm. like a ish so say like, like a client comes to you and is like okay i want you to hold me accountable because i'm gonna do this diet how, how does that work for you it. okay you'll, you'll straight up refuse it yeah that, that's definitely if the things I want to hold people accountable to are being better to themselves mm-hmm. and putting yourself on a heavily restricted 500 calorie a day diet is not being good to yourself. Thank you for saying that because some people feel even now, I mean, like I said, I, I remember growing up and it being like, Oh, we really need to count calories, whatever, whatever. Right. Uh, but feel as though the more restrictive, the better like you are just in life. You know, it's like this weird gauge that they have themselves on so to hear someone like you certified Mm. say you are not being good to yourself by doing that is fantastic nobody's happy on that diet thank you oh my god nobody's happy on that diet yes and to me that's and that's why that's why i use the title health and happiness coach because your happiness is such an integral part of your health right and I don't care what you're eating. If you're not happy, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh my God, that's so and you wonderful. Can eat, you can eat all the green smoothies in the world, but if you're not taking care of your mental, emotional health, you're not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And do you really want to be a size two more than you want to be happy? Yes. I don't. Thank you. I oh don't. my God. I just like could hear you talk all day because people need to hear this. I literally had a conversation at work today with a woman who, uh, you know, she's a mom, and, and um, she's a few years shy of 40, and uh, she wants to lose weight, and her dad was like, well, then you just need to reduce your diet. To, you just need to eat, like, a banana a day. Like, you just need to... Ugh. Yes. That's, you know, and that's such an out-of-date idea. Yes. It really is. Um, so many people, even, even trainers now, will tell you calories in, calories out, mm-hmm. that you need to burn more calories than you eat. Mm-hmm. And that is just not true mm-hmm. so as a new because so you are certified uh to be this coach so can you endorse diets quote unquote no. or meal plans or anything like that no okay. um so that is why my title is coach mm-hmm. because i'm a support system yes i'm not a doctor or a therapist i'm not diagnosing or treating mm-hmm. or making recommendations um i mean really i do make recommendations but they're it's me pulling out of my client what what they want for themselves yes and um helping them remove the barriers that are keeping them from being successful in that area because Does that makes sense yes because it's always self-inflicted barriers it is that is so, so true. Yeah, I mean, I'm realizing that, you know, I'm, a, I'm like, pushing 34 and, and uh, like, wow, you have been responsible for... I feel young. <laughs> I, I feel young. I'm not afraid to say it. Some people would, would scoff, but I do. But so when did you make the connection that mental health is absolutely critical when it comes to being physically healthy? Hmm. Gosh, probably after, probably after the birth of my son. Mm-hmm. Um... Before my son, I was doing so great, you know, cooking tons of vegetables. And I finally taught myself how to cook because I wanted to be a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. 
and you cannot eat out in this town very easily. There are a lot more options now than Absolutely, there used to be, yes. but, but it's hard. So if you, especially if you want to eat a certain way, uh, everybody knows that if, it's better if you cook it at mm-hmm. home yourself, right? Yes. So, but yeah, that was a big thing for me. I've always been interested in mental health and I had been interested in, I've been interested in psychology basically my whole life. Mm-hmm. I've always been a counselor at heart. Um, I can tell. <laughs> no, we haven't even gotten into no, it. No, you're just good. I can just tell because you were like asking me about myself and asking, you know, did, you know, like already kind of trying to guide me a certain way, which I think is awesome. I, lo- I love that kind of stuff. I love to know about other people. Um, and that's why I've been into the counseling type fields. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as when I made the connection between... Because were you doing it yet prior to no having your son? Okay. Not officially. So okay. I'd been doing health research, um, you know, kind of digging through what I call the hippie archives and, you know, really into that alternative health and alternative lifestyle and giving up the processed foods and all the things. Mm-hmm. And I was really good about that before I had my son. And then... You know, you know yourself when you're pregnant, everything changes and like your body wants what it wants. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to honor that Mm -hmm. again. I didn't, I didn't want to restrict what my body wanted. So I've been a vegetarian when I got pregnant and then I went back and, um, started eating meat again while pregnant. Yes. Okay. Of course, everybody pressures you. You're not, you need to get 80 grams of protein. <laughs> I, I love that you remember that, that number specifically. I do. Because I was like, I remember doing the math. Like, how? Mm-hmm. Who, who really eats 80 grams of protein? Yeah. <laughs> Bodybuilders? I mean, right. Me. Yes. Well, technically, you were building the body. <laughs> so true. So true. I love that. Yeah. So then after, after my son was born, my mental health tanked tremendously and thank you for sharing that i i was the happiest i'd ever been when i was pregnant Mm -hmm. same i don't like to admit that but i had a pretty good pregnancy i had the best i had the best pregnancy i had an easy delivery um which i feel so fortunate for Mm -hmm. but after he was here it was just like how do i do this life you know we i say to other expecting moms or breast about breastfeeding and things like that it's like you have this idea in your head that you're going to your your kid's going to need to eat every two hours Mm -hmm. okay so you can tell yourself that all you want but until you live it and you experience it you have no idea what that means yep it is unbelievable yeah breastfeeding was the worst part for me everything was smooth 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 smooth, smooth. it is very and we don't have we don't have great support systems in that regard i was fortunate uh we were breastfed my brothers and i were all breastfed and cloth diapered as a kid wow cloth my parents diaper. were broke man you know they mm-hmm. were um they were my dad was in the military and my mom probably wasn't working at the time and so that was the affordable option yes right so then when i became a mom i chose breastfeeding and cloth diapering because better for my baby, better yep. for the environment, you know, all of these, yes. all of these things. But it was, it was a, yeah, cloth diapers and breastfeeding is like a gold standard now. That's so right? funny how things work out. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. I feel very proud that I did those mm-hmm. things. 
um, cloth diapering was a whole lot easier than the breastfeeding. I'll say that. <laughs> so. I can. I mean, I didn't do the diapers, but the breastfeeding. Wow. Right. It's yeah. it's a it's a game changer. It just you are the only thing that can meet your child's needs for the entire time that you're breastfeeding. Yep. You know, we didn't do bottles. I was home with him. I ultimately ended up being home with him until he was nearly three. Wow. And then when he was really small, we moved to North Dakota. Oh, wow. From right? where? From, from where? where? Okay, from so here. you're from Corpus. I'm from Wisconsin originally. Okay. wow. But I've been in Corpus Christi for about 10 years. Okay. And it's definitely home for me. Okay, very cool. I love the water. I love the he- the warmth. Mm. The, the heat is a little for the birds, you know. But, yeah. but it's, <laughs> I'd rather have it than than snow like you know, six or eight months out of the year. And that's mm-hmm. brutal. Mm-hmm. So I joke that I just told my husband that he's so lucky that I'd never make him move north. <laughs> you know how lucky you are. <laughs> oh, yeah, went to, to North Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> yeah. So that was really hard, too, because my kid was, um, my son was four-ish months old when we moved, and I wow. just felt like I kind of, you know, started to build my mom community because, right, things are not, things are not the same in any sense of the word mm-hmm. after you become a mother. Mm-hmm. You're, you need a different support network, right? Yes. Your friends with, without kids don't really understand what it's like, what your life is like. I mean, you didn't understand what it was going to be like, so how can they? Yes. So it's hard to be around. And like for me, I know I went through a lot of, um, like I felt like I was isolating myself and, and staying in seclusion because I was afraid to take my kid anywhere. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that baby's going to do. Mm-hmm. Scream bloody murder. you got to mm-hmm. pop out your boob in the middle of Target mm-hmm. to feed your kid. Or yeah. I mean, it's just... Coat factory for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. It was like yesterday. But yes, all these things are like hitting home for me hard. I don't think I ever quite put it into words and hearing you say it. I mean, I can just... Yes. I had a feeling that you that you felt it. Yes. I mean, it's just... For you to relate that and then... So you're feeling really good, and then you have your your son, and then it seems like even though you're experiencing things emotionally, there's things going on in your world, too. Like you said, I mean, you're having to make this big move and everything. And so then, what happened in Wisconsin? Like, what were y'all doing up there? In North Dakota? Or North Dakota, I'm sorry. That's okay. My... My husband took a promotion and transfer with his job up there. Uh, He was working in the oil field at the time. Um, It was a hard experience, you know. Um, But I, even though I was having a very hard time emotionally, I had the sense that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Yes. So I jumped in with both feet, and I I led a baby-wearing group. Up there. A baby-wearing group. Yeah. What's Are you that? familiar with that? No. So, like, all these carriers. Yeah. Like, now we have all these, like, super fancy options and things like that. So, you think, like, the baby Bjorn. Yes. Which is not <laughs> super great for your kid's legs, BT-dubs. Yeah. But there's, you know, like the Moby and different things like that that people mm-hmm. are wearing to, to keep their baby close. Mm-hmm. And I... I always made the joke that uh, baby wearing saves lives because I really believe that it did. Yeah. It, it kept me alive. Okay. You know, in you, so many ways. That's yes. beautiful. Yes. And so you made it a point to start a support group for yourself because you knew you needed it. I mean, you just, that's amazing to me in and of itself to be somewhere brand new, North Dakota. Well, we have such a great group here. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that started to feel like 
home for me as a new mom. And then so I was very disappointed when I had to leave that to go to North Dakota. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to recreate something like that. Mm -hmm. and, and there wasn't anything like that? There, there was a group that had been led by another mom who was... So in the town in North Dakota, the population is very transient, mm -hmm. right? So people come in and they work for a period of time, maybe a few months, maybe a few years. But at some time or another, they usually end up moving away and leaving. Yeah. So the girl who ran the baby wearing group before me had moved town, had left town probably about a year before I got there. So I reached out to her, I got in, in touch and I, I picked it up right and on. it was, it was, I found myself in this position where I was really struggling myself emotionally, mm -hmm. but so were these moms Yes, and they were relying on me to help them period, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I made it my point to ask how they were doing and, yes. and to really Something check as in as that. Yeah. So well, you're already doing like an accountability thing, sort of, you're not necessarily holding them, but you're, you're checking in. Yes. You're monitoring. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I had, I had had my meetings with these, these ladies whatever, a couple times a month or, you know, mm -hmm. it was the first and third Wednesday or whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah, the ladies would show up and so nice we though. Would... Something to look forward to. If I'm being honest, it was hard. It was really hard because my anxiety was so bad at that time. And of course the weather is crap so much of the year. And mm -hmm. I just, I didn't want to leave my house. Yes. I didn't want to leave my house, but other women were counting on me. And that was something that got me out of my house and got me there because wow. I didn't want them to feel that same shitty place that mm -hmm. I did. I didn't want them to be stuck there. So I was very open about my own struggles with postpartum depression and mm -hmm. breastfeeding and just that, you know, like when you're a new mom and everybody wants to give you advice yeah, <laughs> and you don't want any of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really wanted to empower these other moms to trust their gut, you know, speak up for themselves. And one of the best things I ever heard when I was reading up, I'm going through, you know, doing my own reading of parenting books. And yes. Stuff. Read your baby, not the books. Oh my gosh. Yes. I didn't read anything. I just oh, good for you. Yeah, I didn't read anything. Good for you. <laughs> but I made the mistake of watching a documentary on postpartum on Netflix and freaked myself out. Oh my god! Like, what was the before. documentary? I'm not. After this, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. But, okay. I mean, it, it was something else. I was freaked out, and, and sure enough, I think I did suffer from mild, but but I think I did suffer from it. But that's powerful that you acknowledge that you were anxious and you did not want to leave your house, and yet these women were relying on you, and ultimately. That gave you like a purpose. I mean, yes. you went and like, not only it's were you easier for me to son, do things for other people than it is. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. What I'm is trying that? to be better about that. Yeah. I think well, your something... lashes look amazing. So oh, thank you. yeah, no, I just keep staring at them. I like my so I can tell game. you're looking. I mean, you know, you're looking after yourself. <laughs> uh, but um, but yes, and I, is that just a female thing? Is that a mom thing where it's easier for us to bestow? I think it's our... definitely it's definitely female yeah. focus for sure. Yeah, uh, but no, I agree. Yeah, like everything you're saying, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, oh my god, yeah. Like you're literally pulling out of my own head. I've just never verbalized it. Uh, I learned so much about myself becoming a mom. Same. And... <laughs> it's crazy. 
but so beneficial. And so, okay, so you're realizing that you, you can actually help people and like make this difference in their lives. So was that the catalyst that led to your deciding to get certified? I mean, I always knew that I had it in me to help other people. That's just who I've always been. I mean, that's how, that's how I friend, Yeah, you know, that's, same. that's how I am with friends. And so, um, what really got me, I feel like you were kind of, we were kind of talking about this earlier. It's all about the right place at the right time. Right. Yes. So I had a friend who I met in North Dakota, um, who was in this health coaching program and she happened to mention something about it on Facebook. And I was like, what is this program that you're doing? And I knew there were other programs, mm -hmm. but I didn't check any of them out. I just knew that was the right one, which is very unlike me. Um, I'm pretty woo woo now, as I say, but <laughs> I come from a very analytical background. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like if you can't, if you can't see it in black and white, it's not, it's mm -hmm. not real, mm -hmm. but so I researched the heck out of everything, but for the, for going to this school, I, I didn't. It just, it felt right, and so I did it. Uh, and that was one of the first things I did to get back to myself after having my son, mm -hmm. because I felt like I lost myself in motherhood. Oh, yeah. How old was he at this time? Gosh, nearly three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I they hate... are just, they need everything and then some from you. Mine's yes. two going on three, and yeah. I'm right there. How old is he now? Five. Okay. Wow. So this is all like pretty recent. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Definitely. So I, um, my roots are in psychology. Mm -hmm. So I'd been in, I'd been in a, I've been in a helping profession for a very long time. It's just kind of, it's all about the avenue at which you want to go about it. Mm -hmm. Right. You yes. can help people in so many different ways. I mean, you're helping people with your podcast. Thank right? you. So it's like, it's just, it's all about. What speaks to you. Yes. And like you're saying, finding your purpose. Mm -hmm. That can look like so many different things. It, it There's not one way to do it, and it might change. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I really wanted to do something for myself. I was, I was tired of being strictly a stay-at-home mom and not having any of my own things, mm -hmm. ultimately. Yes. So, I do think there is that being a stay-at-home mom is, a, is very noble, though. You know, um, a lot, like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, you, you recognize the merits in that, but I know some women feel like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm not doing anything, but you really are, you know, and, and I want to acknowledge that. Thank you. Yes. I mean, either one, what I say to other moms is that neither of them are easy decisions. Neither of them are easy jobs. Being a working mom, being a stay-at-home mom, neither one of them are easy. Exactly. They're both thankless. Mm -hmm. They're both hard. Mm -hmm. You're going to guilt yourself like a maniac with whichever choice you make. Yeah. I know. So you might as well just kind of accept it and write it out, <laughs> ladies. Well, uh, change your perspective. Yes. That's really what I try to do with, with my clients is help them choose the things that they want. If what you're doing right now is not the thing you want the most, choose something different. And see, you, you say it right, and I know it what you're so saying easy. is right. Yeah, I know it's right, but it's how, do you, how do, do, do you get them there? Yes, because you do something. I wrote down what you do because you do so many cool things. So The woo-woo I talk about? Yes. <laughs> well, okay, so I guess more specifically the health and happiness coaching. Mm -hmm. Because, and it's not, is it just specific to anxious mothers? or um, So, um, 
my niche, as they say, is um, <laughs> moms with depression and or anxiety. anxiety. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, so the idea of a niche, right, is that you make it very clear what you do and what you're really good at so mm-hmm. that you can connect with the people who are there and who need you. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, i trying to think if I work with anyone who's outside of that scope. And currently, I don't. Mm-hmm. But I have. I mean, yes. I've, worked with, I've worked with women who don't have children. Um, but I feel like, especially as, as women and moms, we all have anxiety. Mm-hmm. I never identified as an anxious person until... Until you became a mom? Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like free as a bird, laid back, chilling, still in for the most part with that side, you know, order of anxiety. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the thing. You know, you, you give birth to this helpless little creature who's entirely dependent on you. You can't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> you really... I mean, like... You gotta keep that kid alive. Yeah, human the human life, right? Like, it does... no Like, no larger pressure than that. And so, that's why... Uh, that's actually how I started the podcast, was after having my kid and, you know, being there and, and uh, realizing, like, man, I'm pretty powerful, you know? Like, look what I've done. Yes. Uh, I love that. Yeah, no, it, it was a really great feeling, and that's why I just wanted to reach out to... To you know, other women who were doing their thing and let them I love it so know much. how strong and amazing they are, right? And so here we are, but uh, yeah. So for the most part, you're targeting moms with anxiety or depression, yeah. and so back to what you had said that if what you're doing isn't a hundred percent, you know, the the hell yeah, yeah. How do you how do you get there? Because to someone like me who doesn't have the kind of knowledge that you have, it's such a daunting task. What do, what do I do? And, and so you come in and, and help me out and help. Well, I mean, I, I think one of the big things is to uh, determine She's busting your, out her folder of resources. Yeah, girl, I got my... Well, this is just like my consultation thing, which yeah. is funny that you're asking these questions because that's very much what a consultation with me is like, mm-hmm. is I'm asking, what is the... Give me one thing that, that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just do it? Do you want to tell me? Oh my God. Okay. Yes. I'm so nervous. Is it too, too much so, pressure? No, no, no. It's not. I will do it. Okay. Woo. I wasn't expecting this. This is a nice little twist. This is a nice little twist. Okay. So what is, what is something that you're trying to change in your life that you're struggling to change? What am I struggling to change? It's definitely a mental outlook of um, like worthiness. Mm. Yeah, like, uh, I inherently know that I am, but it's like the day-to-day of maintaining that mindset. Is that yes. too deep? Does no. it need to be more physical? You know what I mean? More visceral? No, I love that. Okay. So what is life like feeling unworthy? You just question everything. You question everything. Um, uh, a lot of things that should be kind of easy are unnecessarily more complicated. Yes. Uh, just just weird things. And I just sometimes make up stories in my head based on, like, the simplest interaction that could literally admit nothing and just and turns into And replay it over and over and over again. Yeah. And I'm like, well, but... Yeah. Ugh. And, and typically it goes in a negative light. I hate even admitting that. Yes. I'm so vulnerable hey, right now. Hey, props to you, girl. Props to you. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Because you know what? Every one of your listeners has felt that exact same Man. thing. Man. Yeah, Every, everyone. 
Okay, next question. What happens if you don't change it? What happens if you skate through life continuing to feel unworthy? Yeah, it's just, you're just not at peace. Like, mm-hmm. ultimately, that's my goal, right? Is to just yes. be at peace. Mm-hmm. Life is more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, it's just, uh, I'm thinking about things I don't want to think about. Yes. I'm not focused on the important things. Mm-hmm. I'm focused on weird things I can't control. Yes. And that's, I have the knowledge of it, too. I you get it. You cannot control it, and yet you're still ruminating over it. Absolutely. Mandy, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I got you, girl. You did, I got you, you. I knew you were trouble. Okay. Here's the... <laughs> I am. <laughs> if I could wave a, wave a magic wand and you could have exactly what you want, what would that look like? Man, it would be just me, my beat. My removing my own shackles mm-hmm. because I'm totally holding myself back. I, you know, I just know I could be more everything that I want, whatever it may Ooh, be. Ooh, that's good. How would it feel to have that? Yeah. I mean, absolutely just free. You just finally, right? finally feel free. I mean, that's ultimately what we all want, right? Freedom. Yeah. What else? What other beautiful things would that allow you to have in your life? I mean, I think just the ability to be more present. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, so true. Yeah, not being, um, I guess, just less concerned, like more fun and, uh, yeah, just more ease, more comfort. Because I'm telling you, after being, I'm, I mean, I'm not even old, but I feel mm. like... <laughs> Within the past couple of years, I'm like, the most priceless gift in the world is just clarity and oh. peace of mind for me. That's good. I'm like, regardless of what's going on around me. And earlier you mentioned perspective. Mm-hmm. Just change your perspective. Yep. Um, because literally nothing else has to change. Nothing. Not how people are acting or treating you or world events. Nothing. Because you have you have the ability to control how you feel. Yes. Easier said than done, of course. Right? Yeah. How do you think you would show up differently in the world? Definitely more confidence. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. I'd definitely be more... I think I would be able to assist others because I'm not so consumed with made-up stories about what's going on with me. Yes. Because I'd be comfortable enough in me to, you know, spread it to others kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You do more of the things you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not thinking about things that don't matter. Do you know that this uh, kind of cyclical way of thinking that you're describing, that's anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Just, I just want... Woo! You know, and I say that because... It's important, again, I know your listeners do this to themselves as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we recognize what that is. Mm -hmm. Because when we know what it is, then we can connect ourselves with the people who can help us change that pattern. Yeah. And I think, too, when you become aware of what it is, it's not so scary, right? Exactly. Because you know... And then then you can connect with other people who feel that, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I never identified as an anxious person until... 
I get it. I, yeah. There's so much pressure in being a mom. Yeah, and I mean, maybe it, it was is there the biggest the time, pressure of the world. But this was just the tipping point. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure there was some little, you know, it's a lot of pressure. Of it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Of course. We're women. That's, yeah. We're overthinkers. It's just who we are. <laughs> but it can be changed. You don't have to live that way. Yeah. You know, and because that's where I come from. Like I've done. I've been through the depression and the anxiety and the overthinking and uh, I was in therapy and she told me that those, when you replay those things over, it's called obsessive thinking. Mm -hmm. I was like, Ooh, that's yucky. Ooh, no, I'm definitely one. But that's so it. And so at first I was like, Ooh, I don't like that at all. That is totally what I'm doing yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. fantastic. I'm going to bring you back. Yes. What's stopping you from doing this? From changing that feeling of unworthy. I've thought about this before. Okay. And I'm sure you have. I, yeah. <laughs> you don't know me. You do. You do. You so do. I think it's, okay, because I've thought, like I said, I've, I've thought about this and I actually came up with, with a, an answer that makes the most sense. I think I'm trying to prepare myself mm. for a negative outcome. Yes. And I think... That that's why I am. Was that what, what was the question? What oh What's because stopping I feel you? like I need to prepare myself yep. ultimately. You know, I don't know. Like if if I think about it and I've gone over it a little bit, then it's not a surprise, right? It's it's that idea of prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I lived like, in what? that place the bulk of my life. Mm -hmm. Yes. You don't even realize it until you really start to reflect. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me this, does that overthinking actually prepare you for anything? No. No. Right? Really? It's terrible. It is terrible. It, it sucks the life out of us. Yeah. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how badly do you want to change this negative thinking? 11. 11. Yes. That a girl. Absolutely. Okay. So... What is something you could do right now to get you going? Like away from the negative thinking? Mm -hmm. Having this conversation with you, absolutely. <laughs> I mean... Well, I always want everybody I meet, even if it's for a free consultation, to um, walk away with an action step. Okay. Which is something that you're going to start doing now. Okay. To help you enjoy your life more. Okay. So I mean, it could be anything. Well, I want, in your case, I want it to be specific to self-image. Mm -hmm. And see, that's where I get stuck. That's why I'm like... What should it be? Yes, what should it be? Because uh, okay. I can distract myself easily. I can focus yep. on like how much fun I'm having with my son. Because, I mean, that's pure joy for me when he's... Yeah. You know, behaving himself, being cute, I and get it. whatever. Yes, uh, yeah. I mean, just the... okay. But so, what are the things that you can do to honor yourself and your awesomeness? Hmm. What things make you feel good about yourself? This what is... things make you feel worthy? Okay. Yeah. So, so I have like a reel of things that I love about myself. And I... That's amazing. Yeah, like, I'll lay... Because sometimes, you know, the mind goes crazy. And I will just be like, hold on a second. You actually like you a lot. 
Because I do. I, I, I do really, like really, I, I do really, that. really like myself. As you should. You're amazing. Uh, yeah, it's the opinions of others. I mean, it gets me every time. Which I don't even know if the, what their opinions are. You're making like, them up. Yeah, I'm making them up. But so I'll go over like, hey, like I, you started a podcast to put a, you know, the word out about these amazing women in the community. That's pretty badass, Brit. That's yes. how I talk to myself. I'm Brit. <laughs> I'm Brit to myself. <laughs> but things like that, you know, just uh, you listen when people talk and um, you, you take it in. And uh, I think you're valuable. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and that's why I think that's such a weird uh, contradiction because I struggle with worthiness. But if you, if I ask Brittany how Brittany really feels about Brittany, I feel really good about Brittany. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm, weird. It's mm-hmm, such a. Mm-hmm. But how often thing. are you playing that reel, the good reel, versus the reel of unworthy? Mm-hmm. So I typically I only bring in the good reel when I'm spiraling. And I should probably, now that I'm talking to you, do it more often. Like, yeah. So catch how, it before it happens. How often? I mean, daily? Every morning? Every... Is that doable? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can definitely do that in the morning. I'm fresh. I'm good in the morning. I love it. Yeah. Look at that. Changing lives, girl. I know. <laughs> Look, you're changing lives. This is incredible. <laughs> because I just realized, I'm like, I have that reel of, like, self-love. But I only bust it out whenever I'm, like, desperate. And I really should switch On it the up. regular. Yeah, I really should switch it that up. That one needs to be your default reel. That is magic. You You're are magic. So- <laughs> thank you, oh thank my you. god. I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. This is, you know, that's I- incredible. You should have a podcast. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that's amazing. I really love this kind of stuff. I mean, it's that's a big part of of I don't know, where I see how I fit into the world mm-hmm. is having those hard conversations and mm-hmm. helping people, you know, like we're talking about postpartum depression and breastfeeding and anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. those are, those are not easy conversations to have. And, no, um, not at all. I like to encourage people to have them, mm-hmm. you know, and I, it's so important because you need to know that other people experience them too. Yeah. You're not alone. Yep. And, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm off on a tangent right now. Not at all. I, I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, it's just so important well, no, because to I asked you, women. Yeah, I asked you. So, you know, we come through. I'm a client, and I need help. Mm-hmm. And I know I want to get from A to B, but I don't know how to do like A subscore one, subscore two. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that was such like a nerdy little reference, but this accomplishes that because you literally led me through this. You asked all the right things and ultimately got me to a, something that I can exercise daily. Because I can guarantee you, because the, the reel that I was talking about helps me in the moment. The good reel. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if I did what we determined I should do, I think I would be light years further. I mean, I can stop it before it happens, the, the negative, you know, or at least not let it get so far. Exactly. I yes, mean, because if, if that if that good reel is on the daily, yeah, right. Yes, it's it's going to um, you have less time. You have less time for the bad reel. Mm-hmm. You don't have space for it. Like energetically, you're like, mm, nope. Yeah, I want to go there. Yes, and this uh, one feels so much better. The good reel. Yeah, and that is a, like ultimately your goal is like, how does everything feel? And 
I think a lot of people need to learn to live like that. You know, we try to think our way out. We do all the things that we think we should versus what we truly want. We don't listen to our intuition. We don't choose, especially as moms, as women, we do things out of that feeling of duty. Mm -hmm. We owe it to somebody. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I think you just mentioned intuition and how following the feeling is ultimately the goal. And I think that this is going to lead into the, what you like to call the woo woo, which I'm yes. just a huge fan of. <laughs> and when, okay. Me too. So you started practicing and I don't think I've ever heard anybody say Reiki, Reiki, mm-hmm. Reiki. Reiki, you okay, got so it. so you do Reiki, and yep. then you also do the Access Consciousness bars, which I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. So what I want to come run your bars sometime. It'll yes. change your life. Yes. So, okay, how did you, first off, decide that you wanted to incorporate this into, you know, the, the health coaching? Like, how did mm-hmm. you determine, because I love whenever people kind of balance that out. They balance out the clinical, you know, when it comes to psychology, with the more, uh, what would you call it? Natural. Whimsical. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> the woo-woo. Yes. Uh, yeah. So so when did you decide, hey, I think all of this is beneficial? Hmm. Well, when I was in school uh, for the health coaching specifically, because I feel like I've spent 100 years in school. Um, so <laughs> I felt like that needed a, needed a little caveat. Yes. Um, we talked a lot about like alternative therapies, alternative, right? That's the word. Yes. Yeah. Holistic health sort of things. And so... I kind of had this idea that I wanted to try a different holistic health thing monthly. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I did was Reiki. Wow. I went to see Karen Wilson out on the island. Have you heard of her? I've heard of her. She's amazing. Okay. Okay. So I had this, she does these two hour Reiki sessions. I will never, I don't, I can't imagine. Two hours is a long time to be, you know, giving your woo-woo to people. (laughs) Um, So, but for me, laying on the table is very easy and Mm -hmm. enjoyable. Um, And it was such a spiritual experience. And at that time, at that time in my life, I wasn't feeling very spiritually connected. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was was really, it was just incredibly meditative and I, yeah, I can't think of any other word to describe it except for spiritual. I felt at peace. I felt joy. I felt connected. It was just, it was such a tremendous experience. Sounds amazing. Yes. I totally recommend for that. I hope so. So what is it for those who don't know? Cause I, I feel, I know it involves, I mean, energies. Yes. So Reiki is um, universal life force energy. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea of it is that it's the, so like plants and different growing things, people, like when we have an injury and our body is healing, it's that universal life force energy that's doing the healing. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not murdering this. Um, so... When you are attuned, is what they call it, when you receive the Reiki into yourself and become a Reiki practitioner, mm-hmm. then you're, you're a conduit to this, basically you're, you know, you're... The life force energy. Pu- yeah, you're pulling it out of the ether. Oh, and you're, absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, you're it's You're putting there. it into yeah. the people. No, it's absolutely Your there. client. Yes. 
I mean, some people call it source or, you know, exactly. whatever. Exactly. No, it has so many different names. Yes. 100%. And I think it's, it's important to the person who's using it to feel comfortable with it. You yeah. can call it God. You can yes. call it source. You All can call same. it universal life force energy, you know, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's just, it's, it's the good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the good stuff that you want more of all of us want more of that in our life because yes. it does bring us the peace the joy and things like that so mm -hmm. the idea of, of the reiki is that it assists with um, physical and emotional healing wow and it's it's just very relaxing it's it's very soothing um people have transcendent experiences mm -hmm. on that table you know yeah so it's cool stuff. So after I had my, my two hour Reiki session with, yeah, how did um, it feel with Karen, I was like, what just happened? Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm full of so much joy and I'm, I just feel so light and happy. And this is amazing. It was just sheer happiness mm -hmm. that wasn't attributed to anything. You know, exactly. it wasn't like something cool happened or my kid did something really cute. It was just, it was just happiness for the sake of being happy. Yes, which is like the, That's the way best. to be. Yeah, the That's way the gold to be standard right it's there. not conditional on anything. Yes. Yes. So I would say that was probably really one of my first tastes of that. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a couple more sessions, I think, with Karen. And then um, another friend of mine, well, she wasn't a friend yet. I didn't know her, but I knew she had... Um, trained with Karen. She was hosting a Reiki class. Mm -hmm. Jonda Watson. She's amazing. The price was right. I showed up for it. I'd never met Jonda before. Mm -hmm. um, so I did the course with, with Jonda. And Jonda is one of like my favorite people in the world. Now. Aww, she's I like, that. I call it, she's the, she's the master of woo-woo. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you need anything related to woo-woo, she does it. Wow. The Reiki. I learned access consciousness bars from her. Um, she does crystal healing and all wow. of these other super, super woo-woo Ooh, I stuff. have a lot of questions then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to talk to John yeah. about that. Yeah, that's very, very cool. That's very, very cool. Yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm totally interested in that kind of thing. And uh, It's really fun. That kind of healing, too. I mean, it's, it's just it's a different kind of healing. It is. Uh, and I just heard great things about it and, and, and how it affects people. Honestly, it requires so much less work mm -hmm. you know like you can you can put in the work you can do your your journaling and your self-reflection and you know watch all the self-help videos in the world and read all the books and do all of the things but there's nothing like the the lightness that comes from something like reiki or access consciousness bars or you know the, the woo-woo like yes. i mean it's i know a lot of people use the term woo-woo because it's it I don't know, like it's metaphysical BS yes. or something like that, you mm -hmm. know? But like, if you try it out, you're not going to think it's BS anymore. Exactly. And then you With don't With an open know. mind. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, where I'm at, like, I feel like I have a better understanding of what Reiki is than, say, Access Consciousness Bars. But Access Consciousness Bars is amazing. Tell it's me about like, this. I know nothing about it. I've literally, the description on your website, and it's mandybeavers.com, uh, broke no down. Mandybeaver.com. Oh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> it's a Chris hard last name, right? Yeah. It's too weird. Well, no, it's weird because I, I grew up with a kid whose last name was, Beaver, was Beavers. Yeah, I think there's probably some where I grew up, too. Yeah. So mandybeaver.com. And I just want to know about it. 
so the the access consciousness bars is um, there's these 32 points on your head and they're connected to different things like money creativity control um, sex all these different things right mm -hmm. and the idea is that you have a spot on either side of your head right say say this is my money bar right mm -hmm. and it's like the same spot on either side of your head and when they're when they're touched in the same spot on opposite sides right you're like connecting the bar okay so the bar is what runs through your head and now you've you've connected it mm -hmm. and so the idea is that when we when those bars are touched very gently that you clear out the the long version is it clears out the electromagnetic charge of thoughts feelings and emotions so the way that i break that down for people is say you had a fight with your husband last night a week ago whatever whenever you think about it this is your this is your real right yes yes so when when every time you relive that those same yucky emotions come back up and the idea of getting your bars run is that it's like a delete button for all that garbage. It's oh, wow. like, poof, it's gone. So when someone gets their bars run, you just lay on a table like Reiki, right? You're fully clothed, um, and it really just involves these different points on your head. Mm -hmm. But it takes you very quickly into that really amazing meditative state mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about i do yeah i, I like practice the, meditation okay cool yeah so it's like that super just that super relaxed where you're at peace and you're not really invested in any sort of an outcome you're yes. just being yes and you're not you're not really you're not thinking you're just mm -hmm. being like no, you're saying attached. being present yeah yes in the most beautiful wonderful way mm -hmm. so i feel like even if that's the only thing you get out of having your bars run is that incredibly meditative experience. Yes. It's worth it. Exactly. Because quieting your mind, <sighs> so difficult. I mean, and I've been meditating off and on for, you know, probably like three to four years and cool. it can be a challenge. Like, yes. It's hard to turn off those thoughts mm -hmm. that won't shut up. Yes. And so the I, inner mean girl, it's crazy. She's got a lot to say. Yeah, she does. Like, what who is bitch? she? <laughs> who does she think she is? So since you've incorporated these practices into your coaching, have you noticed a difference in yourself? So when I... I mean, I enjoy running people's bars because I experience that same sort of lightness mm -hmm. that I'm expecting that the person on my table does. Right. Yes. And so what they say is that the, um, when you're running, when I'm running someone's bars, so, so, okay. Say so you're on my table and I'm running your bars. Right. Mm -hmm. And let's say we have the same limitation in regards to money. If I'm clearing that limitation for you when I'm running your bars, I'm also clearing that limitation for me. Oh, so it's like Isn't mutually that beneficial. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that description of it too. That's so good. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool. So I really enjoy that. Um, 
Yeah, and you know the like what I say about the bars and specific. Honestly, I'm I'm more comfortable with the bars mm-hmm. because it's just anybody can do it. You okay. just have to learn the technique. Right. Right. You don't have to be indoctrinated with any energy or whatever. Right. It's right. just it's it's just a technique. You just have to learn it. Yes. Um so yeah, it, it feels good for me to do it for other people. Mm-hmm. And people feel better very quickly. Yes. So that's very encouraging to me Absolutely. you know i really enjoy that yes um and to then, literally just have feeling better because people go around all day just dragging this whatever it may be with them a bad experience or i don't know yeah. anxiety i mean literally just that reprieve from the negative emotion is <sighs> so i mean Priceless. Yeah. I feel like we've tapped into my own addiction, which is making other people feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted to that, to, to see that, that relief um, and those, the sparkling of, of joy and, you know, just kind of new and new understanding of, of themselves or how they show up in the world and how much, how easy, how easy it is to just choose differently and feel better. Yeah. Once you decide. I just Can you see so much. the difference, like from when they get there to when they leave? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, is it just like a clarity in the eyes, like you said? Like, I mean, you can just tell. Well, so with the bars specifically, when I, I'm so not good about. I'm just like so in the zone when I am going to run somebody's bars or do Reiki or whatever that I don't really think about it. Um, but when I do remember to take before and after pictures, mm-hmm. the 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 difference is incredible. Yeah, so... It's really amazing. When... Because you said you came from a background of... Or an analytical background. Mm -hmm. So, when did you become a believer in... Was it after your Reiki experience? Or was it before that? You know what I mean? Like, what made you think, like, there might be something to this? If I'm honest, I always knew it was there. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always had this sense that I'm different. That I don't fit in. I'm not like other people. Um, have you heard of, have you heard of empaths? Yes. Like, do you know what this is? Yes. Okay. So for people who don't know what that is, it's like, um, I described it today as like empathy on steroids. It's mm-hmm. like when you're able to feel other people's emotions in your own body as if they were your, your own. own. Yes. Which is very heavy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've been that way since I was a kid. And I didn't know, I haven't known what an empath was for more than two years. Um, really? Yes. Wow. And so you're like, why am I suddenly feeling like absolute garbage when I'm around or in this group of people and stuff like that? That's crazy. Right? And yes. so I just, you know, I, I was a very unhappy kid. You know, I just carried the weight of the world on my shoulders from a very young age. Um, wow. So I always had this, where I was going with that is I always had this sense of otherness, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when you, at least in my experience, when you feel like you don't belong, you've got to have this sense of, there's got to be somewhere I do belong Mm -hmm. or, you know, a different set of people or, you know, it's just kind of like, there's got to be something else out there. Yes. So, um... I knew from a very young age that I wanted to go into psychology. I wanted to be a counselor. And then when I was in college, I was encouraged to go this more analytical route, which is called behavior analysis. Mm -hmm. And 
it was kind of pitched to me as because right you can do nothing with a bachelor's of psychology i've heard this yes. <laughs> anybody who has one knows that mm-hmm. um so i knew i needed to go on to um graduate school beyond that i needed to get my master's degree so this particular program in behavior analysis in college was pitched to me as this is your ticket to graduate school mm-hmm. well i have a tendency to like overcommit to things right like if i'm <laughs> going to do it i'm going to do it all the way like yeah. i never i don't commit to things lightly mm-hmm. so once i got on this track of behavior analysis it was like next thing you know i'm in my second year of graduate school wow. in behavior analysis wow and i was desperate to leave and get out of it and yes. it was it was like very cutthroat like backstabby sort of stuff and <sighs> i'm higher I'm education a person man. yes Same. you know higher and education. i have i have a very tough edge as well you know i've got three older brothers i curse like a sailor you know i are you the youngest mm-hmm. and the only girl yeah so you'd think i would have been very like spoiled and placated and things like that but i wasn't mm-hmm. my mom was tired she didn't have she didn't have time or energy to deal with my heightened sensitivities you yes. know so i read a lot and i stayed in my room by myself a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> i was the kid pulling I don't think we have them here, but like, you know, crab apples, like pulling them off the tree and, you know, we had different flowers and stuff and I was making like my little salads. And I love like hearing about this Such and like how different you kid. are now, right? Like, it's funny that you were introverted in a way, um, almost like in a yes. self-protective kind yes. of way. I was extremely introverted. Yeah. I was. Understandably. Now that you know, you know, yes. that you were an empath. Right? And yep. uh, to see where you are now, and you're interacting with people who are dealing with some heavy shit. Like, yes. isn't that amazing? Well, yeah, I, I hope so. I yes. mean, I think, but I think more than anything, I, I hope it's it's an example to other people of how things can change. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stay stuck. Mm-hmm. You can you can choose differently. And I mean, honestly, that's what I did. That was. I remember being like. 15, 16, and being like, you know what? I'm tired of hating myself. I'm going to choose something different. Um, and I can't say I've always stayed that course of, course of being good to myself, but I just made the change so quick and just committed to being better to myself. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as a mom, you lose track of all that thing, all those things, and you have to start over and, and do more of the good stuff for yourself again, right? Yes. Um, and I think we spend so much time taking care of other people that we forget how to take care of ourselves. Yeah. So that's really what I like to do for people is to help them learn again how to take care of themselves and to tap it back into what they want. And I don't know why I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> no, you have no idea how that went down exactly how I wanted it to go down because... Yeah, people need to know that ultimately you need to take care of yourself first and foremost. And I love that you said that you made the choice to start to stop hating yourself. Because, yeah, I recall having a similar internal dialogue where uh, I'm like, hey, you know, you've been going about it this way for a while and it's not really working out. Like, let's try something else. And I I think everybody has, you know, had a similar thought. And so... To those moms out there who are having a hard time and don't really know where to begin, what what would you say to them? Schedule a consultation with me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, 
Seven minutes, and I'm just like, and so that's my next question. How do they do that? Because I know you have the MandyBeaver.com website. Can you schedule consultations there? Do they call you? How do we do it? Yes, you can. Either. Hmm. All of the above. Um, I do have my Facebook page, which mm-hmm. I don't think you've seen yet. I haven't um, yet. Mandy Beaver. Mandy. See, I don't even know my own name anymore. <laughs> Mandy Beaver, <laughs> Health and Happiness Coach. Okay. Um... And then, yeah, my website, mandybeaver.com, you can book from there. Yeah, I mean, find my phone number. Send me yeah. a text message. It's right there on on the uh, the webpage, which yep. I think is really handy. Uh, yeah, it's on my Facebook. It's on my Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm just putting that stuff out all over the place so yes. that when you're ready to reach out, it's easy to find me. <laughs> yeah, no, really. And, I mean, I think people could just benefit from talking to someone who knows how it should be. Because it's easy, you know, to be overcome with everybody's opinions about how you should handle certain things. And a lot of times it's conflicting. And so to hear it coming from you where you're saying to give yourself the power uh, to trust your gut and your intuition, which when you said that, like, just made me so happy because it's not, you know... Uh, read this book or listen to this person. The answer's already inside you. You just probably need a little bit of help of pulling it back out because you've trained that voice yep. to shut up. Yeah. Because we have that internal guidance. We really do. We do. And it's yeah. so, so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful. But yeah, we we shut it off. We stop listening to it and we lose track of how to communicate with it. So mm-hmm. that's its own thing is turning it back on. But once you shut up the inner mean girl, the intuition tends to turn back on. And yeah. Get louder. Oh, and it's just before. exciting to think about, right? Like, yeah, let's change this dynamic. But uh, it's so much easier than people think, and that's I think what I love most about this work is that it's people require just the tiniest amount of belief in them and encouragement, and they can do really beautiful, life-changing things with that. It's just like a splash of love mm-hmm. and it's someone like who remember. cares about the outcome and you're off to the races, you know, it's yeah. And to help cool. be that catalyst is huge. I can see why you'd be addicted to it. Right? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I can tell you're having fun and I think you're the perfect person to do it. I mean, I, nobody's ever gotten this kind of info out of me. I mean, it'll be a question, like a quick question here and there. Like, what do you struggle with? Well, oh man, me and depression, you know, we're, we're bros. Uh, but to really go in depth like that, I mean, I don't know if I've ever done it. So I have to thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I, I love to ask those questions that get the gears turning. Mm-hmm. And this thing is something for you, the circle of life. That's yes. from the school that I went to. So it's like you rate your satisfaction in all these areas of your life. Okay. Like health, physical activity, home cooking, social life, joy. So you, it's, um, I use this as a tool before I see a client before I start coaching them at any rate. And then I usually see my clients for six months at a time. Mm -hmm. So then I do it again at the three month mark to check our progress. Excellent. And at the six month mark again to check Mm -hmm. progress and see if there's anything that, you know, needs to be accounted for before. Right. I send my little birdies back off into the world on their own. But yeah, I mean, for you to be that immersed in someone else's life, do you feel like, I love does, it. are you able, okay, you do. So you don't feel like you have to separate it all. Like you are, or you're able to, you know, do what you can for others and yet still maintain 
your own personal peace, which I think is so important, especially as an empath. Exactly. I mean, so <clears throat> a lot of people don't realize, okay, so we see being an empath or being highly sensitive as a bad thing. Yes. Yes. Because it makes it can make you sad. It can mm -hmm. make you unhappy. It can make you angry. It can and make being you emotional all these... is considered to be a weakness. And Yes. Yeah. But it's really a superpower. The ability to feel that full range of emotions is a superpower. Mm -hmm. When you learn how to do it with boundaries. Yes. Right? So now, I mean, it took me whatever, 35 years to get here to create that boundary of, well, your shit's your shit mm -hmm. and my shit's my shit. <laughs> they're separate. So they are, yes, but, but no, as an are. empath, as an empath, they're the same thing. Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling it in my body, it's mine. Mm -hmm. But as an empath, we feel things in our body that aren't, aren't ours all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I've been fortunate to have these really amazing spiritual, um, counselors or mentors or whatever, like I was saying, like Jonda, um, who have helped me learn these tools to use it as my superpower and to let it be the thing that makes me, I mean, it's always been the thing that makes me amazing, but I didn't know that. Exactly. You know, and I always knew it was what would allow me to help people, but I spent a lot of my years helping people while hurting myself. Exactly. And there's a way to have both. Heck yeah. Helping others and maintaining yourself. Yes. But again, you mentioned that it's all about the change in perspective. Mm -hmm. Something that you viewed, you know, as a weakness or a bad thing ultimately turned into, I mean, something that's helping it's you my favorite help thing others. About I mean, that's so amazing. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And so not only, and this is something I wanted to mention, and I haven't seen your Facebook page yet, but not only on your mandybeaver.com website are you able to make consultations and see, you know, the different kind of practices that you have and the services that you offer, mm -hmm. but you also have a blog and then you also have recipes on there for back to the nutritional part of mm -hmm. it. So, I mean, it's like an all-inclusive kind of thing to me. If I'm being honest, those two things link back to the, um, the integrative nutrition website. Yes, yes. I'm not so good about the blogging. I mean, I don't... I don't like to talk about myself that much. Same! <laughs> That's why when I... I usually need a shot of tequila yeah. first. <laughs> you know, a couple glasses of wine, way. and then I'm just blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you my, my whole life story, but... Um, yeah, it can be, it can be kind of awkward and uncomfortable, you know? Like it's... Right? I feel like I'm just telling my dirty laundry here that... I'm much better at listening to other people's stuff... Um, I still, um, I, I know that the things that I feel are very deep, yes, right? Yes. And so I'm often concerned about putting the burden of them on other people. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And now my, my clients probably, I'm telling people to come see me because I know that they feel that way. <laughs> no, I, I, I get people, you and I are more similar than I think you realize, uh, 
uh, you know, I'm hosting this. I'm asking y'all to come and talk to me about these kinds of things. Yes. And then you turn the tables on me, and I was like, oh, my God. Flustered, right. Oh, yeah. What do I do now? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I I had to embrace it because I'm like, clearly, I mean, this was meant to happen, number one. And number two, <laughs> how can I not reciprocate what my guests have been Isn't so gracious in, in allowing me to, to hear and, you know, that they share with me? And so I understand you 100%. Um, but I, you know, and I think that's exactly what life is, right? Is learning that balance of, you don't want to be the person who's telling everybody your business, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We don't like those people. No, like what do they call it? <laughs> False intimacy or uh, oh. trauma bonding or, you know, that kind of Whoa, thing. Oh, you're breasting out the real psychology yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what the people overshare and yes. that's fine. You have, you, you know, handle it. You gotta, you need to handle well, it. you gotta, it's all about knowing your audience as they say, also right? Also true. So just like in karaoke, that's what I say. You gotta know your audience. <laughs> you gotta know what song I want to see you. I want to see you doing karaoke. <laughs> you will. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Mandy, I want to thank you so much for being here. Uh, this thank has you for to doing have been this with me. One of the most enlightening uh, interviews. I learned things I never knew. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just impressed with you. I just oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I uh, really value what you're providing for the community and. Um, just want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really love what you're doing. I'm so about women uplifting women. Absolutely. You know, and our Corpus Christi is wonderful and it amazing. Is. There's so the many women good things are, here. I, I have like unlimited content because there are so yes. many amazing ladies. I have some I don't even know about. Yeah. I have a list that I, yes, can share with you. No, I always want that. I encourage that to anyone. I should probably put that out there. But yes, because there's some women I just don't know about yet. Yes. For whatever reason. So uh, again, thank you. Thank you.